Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by the team at WeStream FM. This week, we're going to start off, we're going to give him another chance, hopefully not to stuff it up. Mr. Dave Azapardi, welcome back. Hello, sir. Thanks, Matthew. Is that all we're getting? Yeah, yeah, for today, yeah. You missed me last week, I'll give you all of that. Start off week. steady, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. it. <laughs> Mr. Dupe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Matthew. How are you, sir? I'm I'm well, thank you. Tobes, how are you? I'm grand, keep it short, just like Dave. Sometimes you can't help it, but there you go. And Brilliant. rounding up the rear is a second guest spot, two in, a, two, in two weeks, uh, it's a great streak so far, uh, Mr. Friday Night FM. Joe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You guys all right? Yes. We are marvellous, I believe. Fan so, favourite. You, what's your favourite, Doop? I said no, Joe's clearly a fan favourite if he's back. Clearly a fan favourite. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about those. Um, but what we will talk about is Twitch save updates. Oh, we're going to start off with Tobes, I think, because, well, he has a... He has a 12-hour stream. We had a 12-hour stream. doesn't have one. That's been and gone. But mighty fine effort all round for that one. Yeah, yeah, it went all right. The, the 12-hour went well. I mean, I'll be honest, we got through nine games across 12 hours. <laughs> um, but then, of course, you know, we're taking that sort of slow, steady approach this year. Um, I'd, I'd love to sit here and say it's working brilliantly. It's not. We've. I mean, in fact, you know what? It probably is. We're going into... We've only had three games this season where we've gone in as favourites. Um, unfortunately, we've only won one of those three games that we've gone in as favourites. However, we have managed to turn around some results against some of the bigger teams, be it maybe just draws or we've snatched the odd win here or there. But we are we're at the death of. By the time this pod releases, we'll we'll be we'll be in the in the transfer window after season two. Um, Assuming I keep my job, which I think I will, because we're not getting relegated. We're, we're going to be mid-table finishers. It's all going grand on that side of things. Marvellous. Mr. Dupe, how have things been going with you? And FGR. FGR. We're still um, battling for, for promotion from League One, which is hugely, hugely unexpected. Um, we, we're battling strong, uh, but we are struggling a little bit with... With consistency, we're, we're, we're winning a couple of games and then we just go on an awful streak. Nothing changes. I, I found that resting players after every game seems to be working quite nicely for me. Uh, so I just rest them for one or two games, uh, uh, one or two days, and it seems to be working. But um, yeah, we're just reached January now and maybe put that final, final push on maybe potentially making it into the championship. That would be. Would that be that would be a first for Forest Green? I suppose every promotion you get at the moment, as long as you don't get relegated, is a first for them. Yes. Uh, there's a nice bit of personal narrative between my save and your save at the moment, though. There is. is we've, uh, Mr. we've we've nicked one of your players, haven't we? Mr. Dale Grubb, mm. or or Grubby, which which makes it even better when he scores. And I say, what a filthy goal! Because like he's it. already dirty. Never mind. That's the rubbish. Grubster. The Grubster. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dave Azapardi, I, I'm aware that you've uh, you've had a busy week uh, doing other things. So, have you had any save progress on any of your fronts? Ah, football manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Matt, I've not touched it once this week to actually play a Let's Play. So, um, I'm I'm diving in. Like I've already started it tonight, but I've got a new save coming up over the weekend over on my YouTube. So, 
I'm looking forward to that starting and we're going to be streaming a lot more next week because I'll hopefully have a full day off next week so I'll be able to stream throughout that whole day so without me sort of carrying on I'll pass it on to someone else to get their save update. Marvellous. Um, Mr Friday Night FM, how are things at Sao Paulo or have you had a Raz-like moment and had a bit of a crisis and decided that Sao Paulo is no longer for you? Well, talking of Raz, I am waiting for this network save to start. Um, <laughs> but no, I finished the season with Sao Paulo, uh, 74 games in a season. Um, it's been good. It's been good. A little easier than I expected. Um, they finished 10th last season, I thought. Bit of a challenge, but no, we ended up winning the league, winning the state championship, winning the Sudamerica. Um, so, yeah, I kind of got a little bit bored and kind of just waiting for the network save. So, you know, we'll see if we continue into season two. Waiting with bated breath, I am anyway. How's the seaside going, Matt? The seaside? Well, seaside club. It's nice to be beside, I suppose. Uh, It's So, first season finished off. Uh, We finished fairly strongly. Uh, Considering we started in 21st, finished in 14th for first season. Only a couple of games... Or three games into a couple of three, I should have said really there, but never mind. <laughs> into uh, the the first or the second season, the first game wasn't great, uh, though we did see four penalties, all of which were saved by our goalkeeper, which okay. was uh, most excellent. And I thought the game was going to crash after it, but we survived that and have gone on to win two further games. So we're sitting in seventh at the moment, which is quite nice. But we still don't have any defenders. Right. So that's a thing, apparently. Defenders <laughs> are a thing, which uh, will ni- nicely uh, move into our, our team meeting, actually. We don't have any important FM news because the game's out now. This is this is what happens once the game's out. The, the news kind of dies down. Um but the team meeting this week is focusing on our, on our defensive setups and how we prefer to, you know, set up a defensive line or choosing an offside trap, any of that stuff. So that's going to be our team discussion for this week. Who in particular wants to get us kicked off? All right, I think we'll start off with Mr. Azapardi. So I'm sure probably everyone else is going to have more knowledge on this than I am, but I thought I'd put my input in anyway. So I've probably used all sorts of defensive sort of structures on this game um not on fm 18 in particular but like on on games over the last few years um whether it be three at the back four at the back five at the back probably my more successful ones have always sort of been a a flat four but i've had a, a successful formation over the last couple of years with just a flat three with no wing backs as well um, I tried last year playing with a flat three, like three centre-halves and actual defensive wingers rather than wing-backs, which I'm going to be looking at trying again this year because it actually did really well. I think in a, I did a half a season and I only lost one game, I believe, with the defensive wingers. So it uh, it worked out pretty well, to be fair. Fair play to you, Dave, because I couldn't get those defensive wingers to work last year. The space they were leaving in behind was yeah. ridiculous, even with them on. Uh, sort of a defend mentality. I was I was struggling really, really bad. I mean, I only tried it across maybe three or four games, but I I had the same idea as you. I wanted to try and pack out the midfield, uh, to play a couple of wide men who were defensively responsible, um, and I could see the gaps as they were appearing, and I just couldn't get them to close them, no matter what. 
Yeah, I mean, if I try it again this year, I think, well, what I've done a lot more this year is sort of pick a tactic as I start the game and use it throughout the whole of pre-season, do a lot of tactical training and stuff. And I think if I went with that defensive winger thing again, which I'm going to probably look at doing soon, I'm going to do a lot of pre-season and, and training on it. Um, and as you say, sometimes, especially with that, it's quite risky. It's a bit unorthodox, so you n- you're never quite sure on how it's going to work. Um, so that's been quite successful for me before. I think last year I had sort of a five at the back formation that worked quite well. Obviously, again, standard three at the back with the wing backs as well. So I've tried all sorts, really. And I think um, probably sort of the more, as I say, the more successful one has sort of been the standard four, four at the back formation, normally with sort of more attacking full backs for me. But um, this year I'd, I do want to try and, and, and start it a bit more. I, I don't know if I found an exploit that one year when I tried the... I tried just a. I think it was when Wolves were in League One. I tried a flat three at the back. Um, I think it was three in midfield or four in midfield, and like it was a three-four-one-two. I think it was, and it just worked really, really well throughout that that whole season. I mean, one of my biggest problems this year is at the moment my my Argentinos don't really have any any tactical identity. I've chopped and changed that much because we're playing with. With not just a lower caliber of player that I that I've personally managed on FM in the la- in, a, in the last few years, but I'm also playing on a relatively low caliber of player within that league as well. Um, so <clears throat> I've been chopping and changing and switching and, and trying to find something I'm comfortable with in defense, but everywhere else on the on the park as well. So like this year, I've tried all kinds, of, but one of the most successful. Um, sort of defensive setups I've had is from a discussion I had with uh, Fox in the Box and FM Scribe when Fox in the Box had his little tactics clinic in the Discord and we were talking about um, how to try and try and utilise the high press but in particular having the high defensive line but with central defenders basically playing suicide to the point that's something that I've never done previously I've never had them mark tighter uh, push much more uh, sorry press much more as well as tackle harder um, but it was glorious for a short period of time um, trying to contain everybody in the in the other end I've also played with three at the back and, and, and five at the back if you include the wing backs but at the moment personally it's it's not that nothing's worked I think they've worked in their own right but with the caliber play, player I have I'm not settled I've been looking forward to this conversation just as much myself due to how how unsettled my defence, well, my squad in general, but my defence definitely is. See, you've brought out a really good point there, Tobes, about, uh, I suppose, about personnel really coming into it more than anything, and whether that be your roles that you choose are reflective of the players available to you, or inconsistency within the players' performances themselves. Because I'm, I'm obviously at a lower level than you are, but if you're saying that your players are, are lower than the standard sort of generally accepted for that league that you're in, I, I don't actually have even have any... I've got one centre-half that's actually a centre-half at this point. I'm playing a mid- central midfielder in defence just because he can jump because the other central defenders I can find in this league have got like seven jumping and they just get the ball flopped over the top and that's it. We're just ruined. Um, but it's it's the thing that interests me about you saying that is that the individual mistakes and how you can you you know it makes it difficult to analyze how defensively sound a setup is 
if you're constantly seeing these individual errors. That's it. And one thing I check in the analysis is mistakes, whether they be just losing the ball or in particular leading to a goal and trying to trying to come up with sound reasoning tactically why that might have happened is such a hard thing to do when it's clear there's an element of inadequacy within the defensive line to start with. Uh, my board jumping in and selling not just my best defender, but one of the one of the out and out best defenders I'm pretty sure within the whole league in the in the, at the beginning of the game. Uh he's certainly worth a good amount of money, so he must have been right up there. Uh, but the board whip in, sell him um a week away from the end of the transfer window. We make some we make some signings and stuff, but you know, we're coming towards the end of season two, which is manic when you consider that the game's now been out practically one calendar month. In fact it will be by the time this pod releases. Um and at the moment before I can start getting any out and out tactical sort of uh sort of what's the word what's the word I did mention it before but trying to try and put my impose my tactic on the players I need to actually have players who can do their job correctly yeah and, and what I'd probably put to you and Matt there is I think when you're looking at what you want defensively you have to think of what your philosophy needs to be um, now I know Matt's going to be limited obviously by the type of player he's got to what philosophy he can have but what are you, what are you going into a game wanting are you wanting you know a structured defensive mentality where you just you're in the game not to concede a goal you want to try and nick one um, at the end or is it that you just want to be you know when you're looking at the match engine is it just looking structured you're not making mistakes is that what is it you're actually after and I think sometimes if you can if you can work out what you want there, you can start to understand what you need to do in the match engine. Oh yeah, I can only uh, I can only agree with that. I um personally, the way that I look at set, look at setting up is um not to concede. So I at the moment and it's it's started at preseason and I'm still using it halfway into the second season. Um, I've got a straight back four. Uh, both my wing backs are on uh, both my wide defenders are on full back defend and both my centre backs are on. Center back, uh, center backs on defend, um, defensive center backs, we say sorry. Uh, and my way of looking at it is, if I don't concede, I can't lose. I can still nick 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 one, um, but my main priority there is to build from the back and not concede. I've also put a DM in there as well. Um, again, with that fact that trying not to concede. Um, but yeah, you're right. It all just goes on how you want to, how, what philosophy you want to go on. But that's that's how I do it. Yeah, I think we all want a defence that aren't going to make mistakes and aren't going to concede goals. But as Toby said, like we've probably all got a formation in mind when we start off our saves, but with him as well, he's not quite got the players that he wants to build around it. And I think sometimes, even in real life, it takes a season or two for your formation that is in your mind to come to place because you're going to need the right players, the right defenders to come into that formation. Um, so, as I say... If, uh, as Dupe said, you don't want them to def- uh, you don't want them to concede. You don't want them to make mistakes. Uh, once you've got that sorted, then you're going to want to try and focus, obviously, on how to get them more in- involved in the play and start probably providing goals and so on from uh, long positions or scoring from set pieces and so on as well. I will just very quickly add that I was very lucky with my back four at Fast Green. Uh, I came into the club. We've got two very big um, centre backs who can jump very well, tackle very well, and they've got quite a good passing stat. Um, and, and it's very handy. I mean, I'm playing exactly the same back four in the second league and they're doing 
or, or League One, and they're doing very, very well. So, yeah, exactly. Very limited for some, but I have to say I was probably quite a little bit lucky with what I received. Yeah, and the reason why I say about philosophy, like what Dave was saying there, is if you haven't got the players to do what you want to do, why are you concentrating on that defensive structure? You know, focus what you're trying to do tactically around your best players. You know, attack is the best form of defence and things like that. You look at Guardiola, you know, he's playing Otamendi and Mangala, who, you know, they're not world-class centre-backs, but what has he got? He's got tools up the top of the pitch that will do a job. Now, obviously, you have to go down the leagues and different quality of players, but, you know, if it's you're trying to remain solid at the back, build up from the back, playing into a DM or a Gister or whatever it is you want to play with, whereas actually, just get them lump the ball forward, get your quick players on it, do what you need to do, and, and not worry too much about where your weakness is and focus on getting the ball to your you know your top players the players that can tr- transform your game and the thing that's half of it I mean J- Joe you'll know what my 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 tactical plan was upon going to Argentina but then the realization when I got there that I don't think I could deploy it with with the tools that were available so we had to start looking at taking our eye away from the out to not concede a single goal. And look to try and utilise the better players at the club. You know, we, you know, Facundo Barbosa. We had obviously young Gaston Veron, who's one of this year's wonder kids, who's already at Argentinos when we start. Uh, we also had, of course, Cabrera, who once again has been sold by the board. But our strongest players were at the top end of the field. Um, and then I had to take what tactical plans I'd had drawn out for probably six weeks before before I got there but because I didn't want to go and assess the team on FM17 or anything like that and have a full idea I wanted to be fresh minded at it I had to basically I was going to say I was going to correct myself and say I won't say abandon but I'm going to say abandon I abandoned what I wanted to do in Argentina but I think also because the league surprised me in just how attacking it can be for what everybody believes to be a bit of anti-football a bit of we'll stop them they'll stop us yeah, uh, yeah, we definitely know what you went into the league wanting to do. Um, very different to what I done in Argentina, where I was on I was on the, the super press. I mean, if the intensity bar was there last year, it would be white, not red. Um, purely for you know, it was just intense. But it was it was strange that an hour ago uh, I was talking to Raz in Discord, and we was talking about him playing against um, Atletico Madrid, and obviously there defensive structure is kind of you know it's, it's very well known now Simeone's got them playing very very well um, but the scout report which was the interesting bit in obviously in FM18 is controlled and structured and for a defensive team you're kind of thinking hang on it's controlled and structured but they're they're not necessarily having all of the possession and it just makes you wonder in the match engine how sometimes you have to do the opposite to what you think is is the way you need to play the game. And then it made me kind of go back to my Sao Paulo save and control structures was how I was playing with three at the back. Um, and I think I just wrote it down. I played 74 games, conceded 40 goals, had 39 clean sheets. So he's conceding 0.56 goals a game. And, you know, I wasn't, I didn't set out to be defensive, um, but it turned out kind of playing that system, it become defensive. You know, I'm playing a controlled system, which is supposed to be if you're, if you're going to have more possession than the other side, that's that's where your kind of mentality goes to there. Yeah, I think that that makes the game all worthwhile and stuff as well. Because as Toby said, you can have a lot of fun going into it beforehand, sort of not evaluating it, but sort of putting pen to paper and saying this is how I want to play. Um, 
this mentality and so on. And then going into it and sort of realising you haven't quite got the tools to do it. So then it's a bit more fun and you use your brain a bit more to actually devise a tactic that is going to work and another tactic that can work if that's not quite working. So it makes the game more worthwhile and actually getting into it a little bit more. Um, rather than just saying, right, I've made this tactic 10 days ago on paper, I'm going to put it in the game, and if it doesn't work, then I'll just delete the save and try again with a different team and so on. So, as I say, I think that makes the game already... Well, even, as you lot know, sometimes a tactic can work perfectly for two months and then just go pear-shaped halfway through the season. So um, that always adds uh, a bit more of a, a fun element to the game anyway. See, I'm going to completely disagree with you there, Dave. <laughs> For once, we've got controversy. Um, now, uh, the thing that uh, Joe was raising about the whole he was having to play on control and structured, now, I can understand how that might work in the game, but that is completely counterintuitive to what you would expect to work. So, and I think sometimes what we have to unfortunately realise is that Football Manager is still a game and the things that we think should work and the principles that we think should work if we take them from real life football to football manager don't actually translate at all and to get what you want you have to do the complete opposite um so for for joe's structure this is me completely guessing at this point but the reason why the control structured work is because he's if he's sort of pressing high it means that he's containing there at the opposition sort of right up onto the uh, onto the halfway line effectively so they don't you know Bielsa style so they don't have a chance to come and attack him um, that's how I would assume that playing on such a high intensity uh, mentality would, would work that way is that sort of what you've noticed Joe? It does to a degree um, I think it's the, the I play with a back three and for those that don't know I was always I hated back threes in Football Manager I hated how wide they were your kind of left-sided defender would play like a left back the right sided a right back etc 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 I kind of ignored my own kind of grievance with it and I've just stuck with it I went you know what I'm just going to go back three let them play wide and see how it plays in the match engine and do you know what it's brilliant um it's not as bad as I thought it was. I do play with wing backs um, in attacking transitions. They go, they are wider, um, and obviously the wing backs. I love a wing back that bombs on. You know, sometimes he's the you know furthest forward player, you know, in my team. Um, but in the defensive transition, they do go to a fairly kind of solid back five. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's kind of the defenders that I've got. You know, Rodrigo Chow and you know Lugano. They're fantastic defenders for the league. So I've got a bit of an advantage there as well that you've got one really experienced guy and you've got a, you know, a potential, you know, he could be a world-class defender, um, you know, playing at the back and, and that helps and, you know, good goalkeeper, etc., etc. Um But yeah, I, I do know what you say. You're kind of, you're containing the opposition in their half. You're moving the ball around and it stops them. You know, the ball over the top is really the only way they're going to get through. But if you've got a pacey defender to cover, you know, that does help. And this all once again harks back to how important it is to watch the match engine, not not what you believe your 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 instructions and tactics are going to be doing in a game, but actually sit and what one of the one of the greatest things I've done this year is run on comprehensive, so I can actually see what is and what isn't happening. At least have half a chance of putting it right, um, and I think. It's probably the overriding, the overriding sort of part of this conversation has been down to 
um, maybe not setting up what you think is right, but what you think the match handle uh, match engine will handle correctly for you. I can only but echo that, Teach. I feel that, um, especially this year, I mean, the, the, the transitions in game per game, It a couple of years ago, plug and play used to work very well. And I feel now in the latter game, especially this game, I don't see how that a plug and play tactic could work. Uh, I feel you're right. You have to watch the match engine so much more. You need to be very... Uh, very reactive you almost can't be that proactive and try and second guess because you can't envision exactly how it's going to how it's going to work and it is it is something that making is making the game a bit more difficult and it's making it a bit more a bit more fun to be perfectly frank um but it is it isn't something that i find that you can just hit continue you need to oh, you need to tweak it as you go to stop us from derailing away from the defensive side of this team meeting. Can I ask if anybody has tried to use a libero yet? I know Joe knows that that was part of my plan and still will be, you know, but has anybody chanced a libero? I've built a tactic with one and I'm sure I used it once. I don't know why I stepped away. I can't remember. It was actually in the beta when I used it. It worked okay. Uh, but has anyone had, had one on the go? It's something that again like you i really wanted to utilize i last year's game i was a massive fan of the halfback and that is basically a reverse libero so what i wanted to do this year was use a libero but unfortunately being at conference level i kind of have to get to the point where i've got a player who's good enough to to utilize that role um i think Maybe when I get up the leagues, if I'm still with Western Supermare, maybe that's something I'll utilise. But it's very much on my on my agenda, but I have no idea how they actually operate in the match engine this year. I've not even seen any opposition teams using them. Um, I'd imagine it's more of a Argentine-Italian thing. So uh, there's maybe someone who's more experienced with that to uh, add some more meat to those bones. I haven't used one yet. I will use one. Um, but I will say from FM17, I, I used an attacking midfielder as my libero. So I basically had all the attacking midfielder traits. And all I looked for was someone that had some good tackling um, just for that kind of extra bit. And I'll tell you what, I absolutely loved it. Played it River Plate. Um, probably done two seasons with it. Brilliant. And I'll definitely be using it in 18. It's something that when I get higher up the league for Forest Green as a hipster club, I feel that the hipster roles would suit it well. And it's something that I will be talking to Joe about of how to find a very good one. I mean, is is Libero a hipster role? I, I personally, it's, old school, it's a retro it? role. Yeah, it's retro. It's, 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 it's not hipster. Way back when, like, the, the hipsters would love it. It doesn't become it doesn't become football hipster until like Club it's been it. retro again and had a comeback and then gone again because then they've got to be cool about it, right? So okay, fair enough. It's but a bit unique though. Not many people the, use the hips. Yeah, like like Joe said, the hipsters would would, would absolutely. Be moist for it, to be honest. He's, he's got to have a beard and be vegan, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's why I didn't like the meat to the bones, to be perfectly frank. But okay, carry on. <laughs> As we were. Well, I'm afraid meat happens. So get over it, vegan So does boy. tofu. But anyway. I've kind of got one last thing to add to the defensive kind of mentality. And it's... If you're looking at the type of player you've got, you've got to think of... 
Cruyff. Um, and I'm just going to read kind of what I wrote down was defending is a matter of how much space I defend. So what he means there is it's all a matter of meters. So think about how wide your tactic is, how it's playing. If you haven't got the player with the physicals, the mentals, whatever it is, think about how you you want them to play in the match engine. So you know if you've got you know there's tactics with two DMs, you know you you'd be using that with wingers to kind of compensate it. You need to do the, the same when you're being attacked against. If they're strong on the wings, you know, but they're playing inside forwards or whatever it is, you need to compensate kind of maybe a, a better player to defend against that. And that, if that's what you're looking at, but you kind of close the space down um, and, you know, just compact areas if they're not as good. You know, if your your team isn't as good as you want it to be, just think about how it's going to play out in the match engine. Because if you've got lots and lots of space, but players that can't cover that space, then you, you're kind of asking for trouble. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one thing that I, I kind of feel like I have to mention because I think Curti might cry if we don't, and that's talking about the night <laughs> defence and uh, before we, we round it off. And for any of you young'uns who don't know what a night defence is, it was more or less the way Mourinho used to play, and it was a, a phrase coined on, on Football Manager when before the tactics creator was really a thing, and so you still had notches, and so you had to set one defend, uh, central defender slightly deeper than the other to kind of act as the covering defender as it is now. Um, but I always used to love that, although finding a pacey enough central defender in the Conference South, not fun. <laughs> Yeah, very quickly, that is, think of John Terry, Ricardo Carvalho and the McAuley role. That kind of sums up the night defence. Um, go and have a Google search of TTNF09 um, and that will give you kind of a little bit of an oversight of what the night defence is all about. I'll even put a, a link in the description if we can find one. I've got just one. To aid you. Oh, there we go. It's going to be in the description of the podcast for Throwback Football Manager. That's nearly 10 years old. That is scary genuinely scary that was my bible back then when content was content eh? a and b's <laughs> and dave was eight was i no, was just it? a twitch stream with someone just reading that would be brilliant <laughs> i can put my narrator voice on if you like there we go that's, time to get in the booth matt time to get in the booth <laughs> <laughs> it won't necessarily translate well to a, a twitch stream unfortunately they do and uh We'll move on from there. And there may be no cheerleaders as can be skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable, but we do have... Curtis Quiz! Two weeks in a row, boys. I, uh, I'm getting quite comfortable with this. Um, this week's quiz is going to be... It's a little bit tougher than last week's, but it is all about the community. Um, so I will just quickly state the rules very, very quickly. It's first to buzz in, uh, gets to answer. If you do get it wrong, you are subject to the Viking Dan rule, but you do get a minus minus point and no other chance to answer that question. So this week it is a who am I from the community. However, it is me reading their Twitter bios. If there is any mention of any content that they do, it will be left with a blank. And we will go from there. Okay, guys? Oh I, told you, I told you it was a bit tough, but it is very easy when you think about it. Okay. Minus is here. So, question number one. Slack FC founder. Joe, Dave. No. I think that was Joe. FM Sammo. Minus one point. Oh. Slack Ooh. FM founder and 
So yeah, Slack FM founder and chairman. Also writes for the Higher Tempo Press. Nerd. Nerd. Chris Darwin. Minus one point. Crikey, oh, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Oh no! I am sorry, Teach. guys. Teach. Casey Rancy. Minus one point. Oh wow! Have I made this very difficult? I am sorry. Okay, Dave, it's just you on your own. Oh, FM okay. researcher for Maidstone United. Off to Portugal for FM 18. I've seen this guy, but I don't know what his name is. <laughs> if you don't have to guess. No, I'm not going to guess. Okay, that was the register. <sighs> it's worth noting as that soon Dave's as I said now it, I winning the well. quiz. I'm winning the question. quiz without an answer. <laughs> okay, oh. I'm hoping that was probably one of the harder ones. Okay, so question number two. FM blogger, founder of hashtag FM Slack, and co-host... Teach. Teach. FM Samo. That one was Samo, correct. And that's yeah, level first. <laughs> okay, next one. Question number three. Gamer. Dog owner. Nerd. Dave. Nerd it is. Loki Doki. Loki is correct. Oh. He does carry on to say FM lover, epic ranter, YouTuber, streamer, and mug seller. I was going to say someone else, so I'm glad I didn't answer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Gamer, YouTuber, Twitch streamer, lover, football manager addict, hashtag West Ham United FC fan, and all-round good guy. Joe. Joe? Golden FM? Minus one point. Oh. I will give you other clues. He wears glasses. Nerd. Nerd it is. Big Herb the Nerd. Big Herb the Nerd. I was just about wow. to say, and a very lovely beard. I was going to say that before Joe chimed in, and I thought, no, hang on, we'll, we'll hold back. The, the Viking Dan rule. I oh, do apologise how hard this quiz is. <laughs> you might have to get rid of the Viking Dan rule. I'm going to have this. to put the expletive sign on this podcast now, for goodness sake. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't use an F, it's fun. <laughs> Creating football content for blank FM and author of two books for the Nerd. FM. Nerd. Bottled it. Uh, Chris Darwin. Minus one point. FM author, FM and author of two books for the FM series of games. He writes for addictedtofm.com. Oh, Dave. for goodness sake. Dave? Bust the net. Bust the net is right. Come on, do it properly, Dave. <laughs> oh, no, Matthew. I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm not Matthew. going down this road again. <laughs> okay. Gaming enthusiast. Hashtag 18, FM18 football manager, Twitch streamer. An occasional YouTuber, LFC supporter, part of hashtag WeStreamFM. Teach. Teach. Unarming Pine. Pine is oh. correct. That's what I think he's supposed to Liverpool out of a slot. Okay. Sorry, Pine. FM YouTuber with 100 plus views. And Teach. Four... Joe? FM Grasshopper. Correct. I, was I love there. that. I'm sure I, I was in there. I, I like knew that barrel two was answers. Tight. That's, that's all I've answered in two weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> FM YouTuber with 100 plus views and four subs. 
Also writes about Football Manager fairly often. <laughs> Hashtag Vibra. It was Grasshopper. One of the best bios on Twitter. I'm I like you. that. I do like that. Yeah, uh, that was I'm actually confused. inspirational thought, for this very hard quiz. So you've got. I thought, I thought it was going to be. I thought you said it wrong. I thought it was going to be like plus a hundred thousand views or something. I thought oh, you said that wrong. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Football Manager 2018 content creator. Which question number are we on, Dupe? Sorry. Sorry, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, one, seven. So question number seven: Football Manager 2018 content creator. Jack Cork Amira. Dave. Nerd it was. Curti FM has to be. Curti wow. FM is correct. I will carry on. Once described on national TV as a young Peter's, Peter Beersley. That would have been a <laughs> bit of a giveaway. Okay, Curti FM. Okay, question number eight. I write about at Football Manager Tactics, training, and provide teach analysis. Teach. FM analysis. Minus one point. I bottled it. I had another person in mind and I changed it at the last second. <laughs> I think you probably are going to be kicking Alan yourself. Alan Shearer I always used to say, himself. never, never change your mind when you're taking a penalty. <laughs> I know who it is as well. Oh. I'll carry on. Providing, provide analysis for blank and formerly blank. Dave. Dave. Cleon. Cleon is correct. <gasps> okay. Friend of Next. the show, Cleon. Question. This is question <laughs> number nine. Full-blown FM addiction. Nerd. Nerd? Ooh. Teach. Teach is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, nerd. I love the fact that you were on that like a tramp on chips. <laughs> That's another one for the bingo board, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Tramp on chips, that's got to be on the bingo board. (laughs) Okay, question number 10. And there is a possibility of a tie break. So we are... This this is interesting. Hashtag FM17 website covering stories, guides, tactics, etc. Hashtag Tempo10 podcast on iTunes teach nerd it is high tempo press nerd is correct right guys that does round the quiz off now I do apologise that didn't sound as tough when I've got the answers so I do apologise but we did do very very well however in fourth place with a score of minus one point it's Mr Friday Night FM <laughs> Dan in still f- has the lowest score, doesn't he? He does. He's yes. the reigning low low pointer. Absolutely. In third place, we have a grand total of zero. Is Mr. Teach FM. <laughs> in second place, with a grand total of two, and the only one not to get a minus point is Dave has a party. And Don't in first in first oh. place. Mr. Nerd with a grand total of three points. The nerd is the winner. That lad uses Twitter well, to well done, bring man. back <laughs> Curti. That was a tough quiz. I am very, very sorry. Well done, Dope. No, that was never, very never good. Apologize. Very, yeah. I mean, I thought last week's was left field. That's just taking the biscuit well and truly sunshine. So I, fantastic I had a, work. I had a couple of very good tiebreakers, which I was kind of hoping that we could get involved. But oh, oh well. 
Saving for another day. Indeed. Podcast Indeed. extra, IMO. Inside leg measurements <laughs> next week. <laughs> I think we should have a fight next week between Curtie and Dupe and, and stream it live and see what happens. A quiz off. A, a quiz off. Yeah. I mean, a fighting would be a bit more violent and might get more views and probably is, goes against Twitch guidelines. But He is a big guy. He'll I think it would be an interesting one. Says, says you at six foot four. <laughs> He's a beast. Yeah, but I've got no meat to me anymore. I'm vegan. Head like a tick tac. No one cares. Right. Anyway, we digress. We digress. So, onwards from that amazing quiz, we move into the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. So, this week's nominee for the five star potential Wonder Kid Hall of Fame is none other than Bojan, or Bojan Kurchic Perez, to give him his full title. Born on the 28th of August 1990, he is a Spanish footballer who is currently playing for Deportivo Alaves, on loan from Stoke City. Having progressed through the ranks at Barcelona's La Masia Youth Academy, his early promise saw him make a first-team debut at the age of 17 years old, breaking one Lionel Messi's record for the youngest player to debut. And in that debut season, he scored 12 goals from 48 matches. After four seasons, he moved to Roma for a fee of £12 million. After spending a few seasons at Roma, they decided not to take up the option to make the signing permanent and was signed back by Barcelona, but was then promptly loaned out to Ajax. He was then signed by Stoke City in 2014. And having found first-team opportunities hard to come by in the 2017-2018 season, he subsequently sought moves on loan to Mainz in Germany, and the aforementioned Alaves in Spain. He also has a solitary cap for the Spanish national team, which he earned in 2008. And in that same year, he made his debut in the Football Manager series, where he had 16 for finishing and mental attributes that were off the chart for a 16-year-old. And when you couple this with his incredible acceleration and pace, he would purely torture opposition defences. But the past 10 years in Football Manager has not been particularly kind to Bojan, which has seen his mental attributes decrease significantly from his initial promising 16-year-old self. However, at just 27 years of age, is it too late for the former Barcelona starlet? Gentlemen, the choice is yours. Does Bojan go into the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame or remain out? It's up to you. The criteria that we use to decide upon these Wonder Kids and whether they get in to the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame is their football manager Wonder Kid Nuss, which is a, a phrase kindly coined by our very own Friday Night FM. How many football managers they've they featured as a Wonder Kid in, and then we also have how well their real life potential met that football manager potential, and finally our opinions and own own personal use of those players within our saves over the years. So, with that in mind, we're going to get kicked off with Mr. Teach. Oh, this is back when Bojan was good. Huh? <laughs> you know? I mean, who didn't? Who didn't use Bojan? Um, I remember using Bojan that heavily that I suffered immense disappointment when he eventually did become quite poor on the game. Um, but certainly in them first couple of years, for me, he was absolutely glorious. Um, definitely one of... We, we always talk about this, but if you've managed to be a wonder kid across a couple of games on FM, then in my opinion, you've made it as a wonder kid on FM. Has he made it in real life? There's probably going to be arguments to and for and against and everything, but 
I don't think he has. He's he's played at a lot of clubs around Europe. He's still the travelling journeyman now this year. Second, I think we said before, second club of the year up to now. Um, so it's a ticker ticking across, but ultimately a in from me. Marvellous. That was very succinct, Teach. I'm very impressed, but I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's got an in from you. Uh, we'll go for the young'un next. Mr. D.A. Um, I've used him. Um, I had little stints at sort of uh, Barca quite a number of years ago, and I used him obviously then sort of rotating around. He was always—he always seemed to be sort of one of them players, always either on the loan list or transfer list. Um, whenever I managed, so I think I've, I've definitely used him at another club. I just can't quite remember who it was, and he was fairly solid. Um, as Teach said, he's, he's had decent stints at a couple of clubs, but he's never quite made it for me. Uh, but it, it's quite a hard decision. But as uh, the legend Curtis says, as a stickler for the criteria, I'm actually going to say no. Wow. Okay. One all. Mr. Dupe. Now, I can remember using him, but I can't pinpoint exactly where because I honestly feel I've used him in a lot of places uh, during my FM uh, adventures. Now, I personally have to say, in my honest opinion, he's an FM wonder kid. Now, did he make it in real life? It's very difficult. And like Teach said, people are going to say to and fro. But, but teams such as Barcelona, Roma, Milan, Ajax, and yeah, just leave it there. I think that is making it in real life. I think to play over 100 games for Barcelona, that's enough for me. So I'm going to say yes. This might be our quickest one kid round yet because we've all we've all given the quick, succinct answers. This is this is awesome. Efficiency is nice, uh, Mister Friday Night FM. Round us off, Bojan. Yes, um, in a time when I could actually play football manager at work, um, I had an IX <laughs> save and it was oh, it's brilliant. It's kind of the worst job I've ever had, but the best because I could play football manager all day long. Um, and yes, he spearheaded my attack, um, you know, dominating Europe with a young Bojan. Um, so in terms of FM, yeah, I'd agree with what everybody else has said. Uh, no point going over old ground. Um, he was a wonder kid for a number of years. So yes, FM wonder kid, obviously. Real life, um, similar to the other guys, and I, he's played for Barcelona, Roma, Milan, Ajax. Okay, he's ended up at Stoke. Has he reached his potential that football manager had? Probably not, but he's definitely, definitely, definitely been on the world stage. And you, know, you ask most people, they'll know who Bojan is. Um, okay, he played once for Spain. Yeah, you'd probably say if he was that good, he would have played a few more times, but you've got to look at who they've had up front as well. Um, taking it all into consideration, you know, it's a yes from me. Um, which I know doesn't give any suspense, but you know, yes, he he was a wonder kid, um, and he's played for you know, arguably one of the best teams in the world. So yes, in from me. Marvelous. Well, it was going to be a yes from me as well. So it, it's a resounding four-one uh, victory for Mister Mister Bojan. Before we we give him a round of applause, though, uh, I, the the main reason why he would have been a wonder kid for me, or why he'd be allowed in for me, is. I think I may have been erect when both Afolai and Bojan were announced as joining Stoke. I think that that was like the most amazing. I know they were both at Barca together, but that doesn't. You know, the Stoke signing is one of those sorts of things that only really happens in Football Manager. So the day that was announced, 
which Jack is Butland, incredible. Jack Butland, Kurt Zuma. I think, yeah, you're talking Wonder Kids, you know, Stoke. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I, I can only echo exactly what you just said there, mate. What, erection? Or... <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Definitely explicit this week, boys. Eggplant. Well, eggplant, indeed. Not eggplant. Not eggplant. Aubergine. Twitter have got onto it. Now we just need Twitch to get onto it and the world will be right. That's a different type of podcast, Matt. (sighs) Oh dear. Oh dear. That's for the five at the back podcast, that. (laughs) (laughs) So we give him a round of applause? We shall give him a round of applause now. Oh, yeah. Well done, Bojan. Excellent work. Right. Okay. So we have time for questions this week. And th- there's some re- really good ones, so this is why we wanted to make time for them, particularly. Now, he's had one mention today so far, but uh, question number one that we've had is from friend of the show, Cleon, who's at Cleon81 on the Twitter. And he asks, how could SI make it easier for those of you who create videos? What kind of things would you like to see come with FM as standard for recording slash editing so it made life easier for you? Uh, we're going to start, I think, with Mr. Dave as a party. Okay. Um, Is there anything sort of in particular? I had a, I had a quick think, think before we started. I think one of the main additions this year, sort of with that formation, the new formation thing at the start of the match, because I knew, uh, I think you did a little bit of it last last year as well, Matt, and I know, uh, dropping a name, Proudy did a, a little bit of sort of the After Effects stuff, and they sort of did these graphical things for the players and fixtures and stuff, and I think that fixture, uh, the, the formation thing they added, the graphic at the start of the game, just helps it just adds a little bit more or something nicer to look at really and i think if you've got the cutout face back as well downloaded i think it looks really really good um other than that i think some more things like that off the top of my head i can't really think it's just something more visually pleasing for the user um rather than you sort of obviously looking at your shirts and, and naming the players really um other than that i think that's probably one of the Things similar to that, but that was one of the main things I think would have really helped any content creators this year. Yeah, I think um, I think like you said that that visually looks lovely, Dave. But when you haven't got the face packs on because yeah, you don't want to use a... them, um, it it doesn't look so grand. So maybe, and I know this is very difficult, and you know this is only a hypothetical wish list, but maybe if they could have licensing for everybody, so every team in the game has the, the badges, has the kits, has the fa- face packs, it would look would look a lot nicer. But, you know, it is a hypothetical wish list, so that is quite a big ask. But that was something I would probably say would make it look nicer. See, for, for me, the I, I'll i agree with Dave, I think the, uh, the lineups look lovely. But I think maybe something, because like, they do have uh, the YouTube upload feature built in. Yeah. I want, I, what would be nice for me, uh, is either having an option where you can export it just as a video at a high quality rather than ha- necessarily needing um, like to use external applications to record yeah. your screen. Having it inbuilt within the game, that might help some people, whether it's just for grabbing highlights or for even for streaming. Having like There are there are platforms now where they have inbuilt applications, so obviously that, that will have some technical limitations with it, but that's maybe a suggestion. The other thing that I've wanted for quite a number of years, actually, and... I think it may only just be me because I'm weird, but having the ability to, when you're in-game, to, or it doesn't matter in-game or not, to be honest, actually, thinking about it, having the ability to stretch it across two screens, as in have uh, have a, like in-match you've got your little match stats windows, being able to 
break those out and actually put those on your second screen, for example, that would be awesome. It would then mean you, you've got a clean, clean screen for capturing just match footage. I mean, it's looking at it purely from a, a creator's point of view. But um, also, if you are uh, if you are really focused on watching the entire game and not having anything obscured in 3D, it would be nice to to have all of that other stuff. That way, you can have the entire league table up. You can have all of the match stats up. You can have all of the the happiness ratings and everything else. You have options yeah. for in the in the in in game. I think that would be quite nice. I think one of the other things as well. I know it's going back to the old argument about training. Um, but say, uh, obviously, if you'd be able to watch training, um, for example, I think that would help a lot on YouTube. You could, for example, say, oh, we're going to be giving this 16-year-old his debut today. I mean, I've got this clip of what he did in training. He scored about all these, you know, I mean, he took, round, took the ball around like five defenders and scored, and you've actually got a clip of it. Um, just something silly like that, I don't know. Uh, but I think visually, if you could see what's happening on training, I think that would help out a lot more as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a, a really good suggestion, Dave. Um, unless anyone else has any more, we'll move on to our, our second and final question of the week, uh, which is from Football George, who, strange enough, is at Football George on George on Twitter. If your Twitch names have to... I'll correct you, your grammar there, Sunshine. Uh, have to fully reflect your FM style and real-life persona, what... Would your channel actually be called? And we've been asked to get someone else to pick your name rather than us nominating them ourselves. Brilliant. Now, I feel like I, I should eliminate myself from this question uh, in, as I responded to him earlier uh, because I kind of already have done that recently with the old rebrand. I am pretty much exactly how I am. And my comments earlier uh, regarding um, Bojan and Afalai echo that Oi. I'd have just said eggplant enthusiast <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mitchell well, is, it, is, it, is it to do with M FM styles was the question so yeah, I, think I, I think I understand it so if I if I was picking names for Dave obviously the uh, obvious one would be Seca Party Jeez. or No Streamer Party um, <laughs> just for his schedule the last week um, for do, Dupe uh, Vegan FM Nice. Uh, or no one cares FM, um, <laughs> and and for Toby probably uh, angry Northern man FM. To be honest, I was you're gonna have to bleep this map, but I was gonna say mine's surely got to be angry. <laughs> you know? That's that's what, that's what I was gonna shove my hand in the air for. But I'm, I, mean, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm actually not surprised Joe uh, got, went with that that sort of well put version of what I was thinking I should be called. I, mean, I don't know uh, how far that that little tick box that says explicit content goes and how much it covers. You, <laughs> I think I might bleep. have to bleep it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for that, Tobes. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, what, what about mine then, as as you're going through? And we've got a few others in the roster as well. Have you just used an Americanism? Oh, dear, shoot me now. The roster. The roster. Um, for you, uh, probably, I don't know, something like One True Nerd or something like that would probably, uh, <laughs> probably work quite well. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Darren, inside joke for everyone there. <laughs> what what would we give Kurt Dog? Brexit enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. Snorlax. Inside one. Snor- <laughs> Snorlax. Oh, oh dear me. Quizzy like- Rascal. Yeah. Quizzy oh, Rascal. Quizzy Rascal. That's that pub quiz name. 
Um, what about the other Viking Wii Dan FM as well? Boys? Yeah. What would we, I mean? His is fairly fairly apt to be honest. Uh, clan. Now this could be an interesting one. Uh, it's got to be Bruce Forsyth. Spin the wheel. The wheel I mean, of yeah, the wheel of fortune. The fact that he, he loves spinning on that wheel. wheel, yeah, and he plays FM on a wheel is quite clever. Kebab enthusiast. Kebab enthusiast. <laughs> 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 oh dearie me! And we have we have Pine and Foxy as well. So I've, I've range quit FM for Foxy maybe. Oh, clockwork Pine. Clockwork Clockwork Pine. That lad, I mean, he's Early super consistent. FM. See, it's unfortunate that Dan uh, Dan isn't isn't so uh, on on his schedule like Pine is because Clockwork Orange would be fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we've finished insulting everyone. I've not missed anyone this week, have I? Well, we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't picked one for Joe. We haven't picked oh Joe and Raz. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, angry northern person kind of fits Raz to be honest. Yeah, so. yeah. probably Hellboy. Toes at time. Hellboy, yeah, Hellboy. Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and one for Joe parental advisory explicit content (laughs) I've been very good on these podcasts I could buy into that (laughs) I think I'll start adding the sign to the sign to the uh, the images on the podcast from now on thanks gents making more work for me (laughs) right anyway I think that ends the Q&A for this week thank you very much for all your questions these have been particularly good this week, so they've been. If they've not been, we normally go to the vault. If you had have asked a question and we haven't answered it this week, it will go into the vault. So we'll uh, we'll get to those at some point. But please do keep on sending them in to at Five Star Pod. Don't forget, uh, you can join the WeStream FM Discord server. All of the links for that are down below in the description of this very podcast. If you've enjoyed the pod, then please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. It must be five stars. If you're a SoundCloudite, then drop us a follow. Um, but before we go, we need to do some plugs. See, I bet you thought all thought I'd forgotten it. No, I'm just changing it up so it doesn't get boring. Marvellous. Mr. Dupe, where can people find you? Dupe FM on Twitter um, and Fatman Dupe on Twitch because they haven't let me change it yet. Um, <laughs> and Dupe FM on Instagram. Marvellous stuff. Mr. Dave has a party. Um, Dave has a party on YouTube and Snapchat now. Snapchat? Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, I know I you were kids, but YouTube. Jesus. Brilliant. Um, Dave has a party FM on Twitter and One Crew Nerd on Twitch. <laughs> 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 I'm, joking. I'm joking. He hasn't taken the name yet. So, no, it's Dave has a party FM on Twitch yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, cheers, <just like> Dave. <laughs> Nobody uh, take it. Joe, where can people find you, sir? You can find me at Friday Night FM on Twitter. Um, I am waiting for Dupe to say, where can you find me? At Ian Bill's Fruit and Veg Store. (laughs) When he says that, podcast done. (laughs) And Tobes, where can people find you, sir? Uh, Twitter, it's teach underscore underscore FM. YouTube, it's teach FM. And Twitch, it's teach underscore live. Yes, I need to rebrand too. I know this. I I need uniformity, but I need time too. Just time. Go for FM on everything, mate. Search his angry northern man on Twitter. <laughs> what about the other one? <laughs> angry northern beep doesn't sound very good, though, does it? To be honest. 
maybe that maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, you can. I forgot to plug myself last week, which is rather stupid when I've just had a rebrand. But um, you can find me at, at crude nerd on Twitch. No, you can't actually. It's one crude nerd on Twitch on Twitter and YouTube. It's it's at crude nerd. So this has been Five Star Potential, a WeStream FM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. See you in a bit. Bye, everyone. Ta-ta, folks.